Welcome to the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode 11, week nine. So we're officially halfway through the season at this point, Steve. Um, so remember, before we get started, we're available anywhere you listen to your podcasts, like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Are you done over there? Yeah. Straighten your microphone. All right. Um, all right. So quick recap of last week. And since Steve doesn't want to do it, I'll do it. All right. So Steve made a lot of picks last week. Overall, you were six, five and one. Um, and I did not have such a great week last week. I was technically 0 and three on the best bets. You like New England now. You said you like New England. I did. There were a couple of teams I liked that I didn't. <clears throat> there was one other one, I think. You were really like two and Saints, three. Yeah. Saints. But we were both on the Saints. They were not official picks. So, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I'm not ready to give you credit on that Saints one. I think you were on Tampa. I don't think so. Let's we'll go back. It's a difference we'll between the, the videotape. It's a difference between the team that I like and the team that I thought was going to win. Pretty sure you take Tampa every week, Mr. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, but I said the Saints have a way of their defense is a way of shutting them down. That's exactly what happened. All right. Anyway, let's move on to week nine. Um, so we have four teams on by this week. I forgot to write them down. Washington, Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay and Seattle. All right. Um, so initially when I looked at the schedule, I liked it a lot better than I've liked the last couple weeks schedules. Um, but then we got some news, some bad news. Um, first of which being King Henry is dead. Um, so Derek Henry is out for the Titans. Aaron Rodgers will not be in for the Green Bay Packers this week and potentially next week. Um, we also have some players that are game time decisions. Kyler Murray um, is game time decision in that game, along with DeAndre Hopkins. So first game on the list. So the week after Derek, uh, <laughs> the king goes down. You're wearing the Titans garb. What's going yes. on there? I don't know. Okay. King is dead. I need like an RIP King Henry shirt, but I don't have one of those in the closet. So Yeah, well, let's talk real quick about that because they've they've got uh, what McNichols sitting there as the backup running back, but they brought in Adrian Peterson. Um, he had like cool. eight touchdowns last year and Can seems we like he's... talk about that when we get to the game? Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I mean, there's no replacing Derrick Henry. Yeah. So no, right. like, I'm, I'm intrigued with Adrian Peterson. He's like 38 years old now. 36. See what he can do. 36. That's like 48 for a running back. All right. First game on the list, Houston at Miami. Um, Tyrod Taylor will be back at quarterback for the Texans in this one. Um, it seems like a lot of the money is on Houston because of that. I am really not interested in this game at all. Um, we also have two, a questionable with the finger on his throwing hand. Um, the line open at minus seven in favor of Miami. It's down to minus five and a half in favor of Miami. I don't know that a one and seven team deserves to be favored like that against anybody, but um, I just, 
I have no interest in this game whatsoever. It's a battle of the one and seven teams. They're both one and seven, right? So Houston quarterback Tyrod Taylor's back uh, under center for the Texans, like you said. I'm a big Tyrod Taylor fan. I think he was overlooked because of the uh, Deshaun Watson uh, preseason information that's going on about him and uh, the allegations that we don't really want to go into. But Tyrod Taylor wasn't really talked about, and he was serviceable for the Chargers, and um, I don't think he gets enough credit. He's getting back here. He looks healthy. I like uh, the fact that he's starting this game, and like you said, the Dolphins are giving up six points. You know, I don't, I don't like that one bit. Um, Houston against Miami all time is eight and one straight up, and six and three against the spread all time. So I don't think that means much. You know, I like those stats. I like Houston coming into this game. I just think Miami might win, but it's going to be uh, pretty close. Miami is 0-3 against the spread at home this season. So um, there's some stats. I'm not really into stats. I'm going to throw some out there um, every once in a while. But I just like Houston. I think those stats back them up. But at the end of the day, I'm not looking at those stats to make my pick. It's a gut feel on here. I think Houston, Tyrod Taylor coming back. Miami, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Miami should not be favored. I mean, does much. it worry you if, say, like 75% of the money is on Houston Texans in this game? Like, that worries me. Um, No, because I just really liked the offense, how they could move with Tyrod Taylor. I think he's better than anything that Miami has at quarterback. And I'm looking for them to win this game. All right. All right. Let's move on. Next game up is Denver at Dallas. Open at minus seven and a half. It's up to minus ten. I assume that is confidence that it's going to be Dak Prescott at quarterback this week. I mean, it's pretty clear. You said 65% of the money was on Houston. I mean. No, I think it's higher than that, like 70. Yeah, I mean, that's still not that much. I mean, it's leaning towards Houston. But, but on you start talking the Texans, like 90%. On know, the Texans. Then I start paying attention. Um, all right. Well, anyway, we've moved on to the next game. Denver at Dallas. So, obviously, um, Denver – Traded Von Miller to the Rams. We Go have on. Dak back. We do have Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb questionable for this game. I assume that they will play. Denver has a lot of injuries on both their offensive line and their defensive line. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I was kind of thinking that when Denver traded away Von Miller, they were kind of like packing it in. But then when I looked at the standings, like all the teams in that division are pretty close. Um, I think the is it the Raiders on top. Four and four is the worst record. Yeah, but it, the so, top record is five and three. Yeah, they're all or five and two. In there. So I mean, they're certainly not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. And I mean, they're playing with Bridgewater back healthy now. Um, they got Jerry Judy back last week. Yeah, and he should take a you know probably a more prevalent role in the offense this week. I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards Denver, even though I think uh, Dallas will win this game. It's 10 points. It's a lot of points. And I think Denver can keep it close enough. Um, yeah. I mean, my first take was Dallas. I don't like it at minus 10, though. If I do take it, I would put them in a teaser. Um, Thing to keep an eye on is Dallas is 7-0 against the spread or 8-0. I think it is against the spread this year. So they're the hot team coming through. Well, I think anytime you get into like double digit lines, like it's it can be dangerous and there's well, nothing wrong with there ain't no teasing against them. The spread. And it's almost like but the line the is so high to get them to not cover. I mean, but when I don't was understand the spread 10? 
Exactly. Did Vegas pump this line up so high to make them not cover? Because people pick up on those trends. You know, there's probably people, you know, out there that have rolled with them every single week because they haven't lost against the spread. So at this point, you know, Vegas could just be trying to get them to not cover. But they pumped it up from they opened it up at seven and a half and it's up to ten. So, you know, it's definitely um, I would say based off of the timing and the confirmation that Dak will play push this line up. So still 10 points is a lot in an NFL game. Yeah. Um, so do you have a pick on this or no? I like Denver. Okay. All right. Next game up is Minnesota at Baltimore. Um, they're coming off the bye week, right? Baltimore, Baltimore is coming off the bye. Yeah. Minnesota. Coming off a loss. performance. <laughs> As usual. Against um, care. What was who they play? Uh, it was the, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, without Prescott. It's the backup. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, to me, these are two teams. I Minnesota, I've always struggled with. Um, Baltimore, I seem to have some trouble with this year. So, I think Baltimore probably wins the game. I don't know if they win it by six. Um, and it feels I think, like a trap, doesn't it? Well, I think my problem with these teams is that I'm basing too much of my decisions this year on, like, last year. Because I'm still waiting for Kirk Cousins to have that Kirk Cousins performance where he just, you know, throws interceptions and just. I mean, they looked bad last week, but I think they've looked. But he hasn't done that. I mean, he's he's definitely having his best season so far. Um, And I think I give the Ravens too much credit for their defense from last year. And that defense really hasn't shown up in any game this year except the game against the Chargers. So, I mean, I definitely, if the deep, if the Ravens showed up with their defense, like they did in the Chargers game, then I would take them all day. But that defense hasn't really shown up in most of their games this year. So I could see it being more of like a shootout type game. I think Baltimore comes out on top. I don't know if they come out um, by six. So I would probably have to lean Minnesota, but I wouldn't really play this just because I have trouble with both of these teams. Yeah, it feels like a trap to me. I think it's an easy one of those games where you can easily just take Baltimore and not even think about it. And they're like, and those are the games that you lose. So that's what I'm concerned about. My first feelings were Baltimore, but I'm not going to make it a pick. Um, feels too much like a trap. Six points seems very attractive on the Minnesota side. But again, they're like Jekyll and Hyde. Sometimes you can't get a good feel on Minnesota, especially on the road. Baltimore coming off the bye. And before that, obviously, the big loss they took to the Bengals. Now, both teams are, well, Baltimore's five and two. The Bengals are five and three. Technically, Baltimore's on top, but they're a game. it, It feels to me like a sluggish Baltimore start coming off the bye. Minnesota leading. Baltimore coming from behind and winning the game, but not by more than six. Yeah. All right. Um, Next game up is New England at Carolina. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of New England. It's at minus three and a half. So we don't know whether it's going to be Darnold or not. He was limited in practice, but he needs to be cleared by the independent doctor um, before he can play. So if it's not him, it would be PJ Walker we've seen a couple times last year, I guess. Um, and uh, CMC, I think, I guess we'll know tomorrow whether they activate him um, because they took him off the pup list, but they still have to move him to the active roster. Well, what I'm seeing, it sounds like that he's going to play, but he's going to be limited. So they're going to ease him back in with the, coming off the hamstring injury. 
So from a fantasy perspective, I don't even think you can start him and just kind of wait and see what happens um, because I don't think he's going to garner enough action to really tally some points. It's up to you how desperate you are with your what your backup role is. Um, just a fantasy spin there. But because of those reasons, from an angle standpoint, <clears throat> I mean, when I'm looking at this game and I look at the, the records, they're both four and four. And to me, New England just seems to have a more impressive season so far. Like they seem like when you think of these two teams, don't you feel like you would put New England in a higher class than Carolina, even though yet they have the rookie quarterback? That's probably the biggest concern. Well, I mean, to Mac me, Jones. I would like to know that it's Darnold because I Belichick versus Darnold. He's familiar um, with him. Well, this was playing in the division. Darnold was uh, well. The Patriots had Darnold seeing ghosts in that one game. Since that game, he's only faced him one other time um, when he was with the Jets, and they Belichick won that game twenty eight fourteen, and he threw two interceptions in that game as well. The other one, he threw four. So I definitely this is probably I one of my. Feel like you know what you're getting when you get in when if he's going to be the quarterback versus PJ Walker. This is definitely probably one of my favorite picks of the week. Oh yeah, New England. Yeah, I'll I'm, I'll back you on that one. I like New England as well. My point was they're both four and four. I can't see, you know, if New England loses this game, they would go to four and five. Carolina five and four, and I just don't look at Carolina as like they're even in the same class as New England, and there should be separation between these two teams record wise um, by the end of the season, and it probably starts this week. All right. Next game up is Buffalo at Jacksonville. Open at minus 10 and a half, and it's up to minus 14 and a half. Um, the Bills have pretty much dominated when they played bad teams this year. And actually, I was kind of interested to see this, that Bills record is five and two. Um, and all five games that they won, they won by more than 14 points. Um, now, most of those were bad teams, but it does include the Chiefs. Um, There's a lot of bad teams on the schedule for them. I definitely consider Jacksonville a bad team. Last week, coming off the bye, um, up against Geno Smith, they basically got shut out and put up one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I think it's kind of over for them and uh, Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. Yeah, and I think if you have Emmanuel Sanders in any kind of fantasy action, start him. He didn't have any points last week, and usually this thing kind of goes – you know, week to week. Well, I would think so. Mm, I, would I would definitely look for him to contribute. Because really? yeah. I would think in a matchup like this, like he's going to go to Diggs. I would think all the the only talent, <clears throat> the limited talent that Jacksonville has, will go towards stopping Diggs, which should open yeah. things up for Emmanuel Sanders. So, I mean, I, you kind of thought that last week, it didn't happen. So, I think you roll the dice, you start him instead of sitting him based off of his performance or lack thereof last week. Um, I digress. I think 14 and a half. It started at 10 and a half. It's up to 14 and a half now. This is Friday night. Um, I don't know if you can make this line high enough for me to not like Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, I definitely prefer it at 14 versus the hook in there. Um, but I mean, based on what they've done so far this year, I think it's. It's a big line, but it's a lot of points. You can never feel that good. But yeah, I think that they, you know. They're going to look to start turning the corner here towards the playoffs as November begins. And I think you should expect um, a lot of lopsided affairs. And I think their the defense is good enough to yeah. you know, limit Jacksonville. So Their defense is a lot stronger this year. Um, all right. Next game up is Cleveland at Cincinnati. Um, it opened at minus three in favor of Cincinnati. It's down to minus two and a half in favor of Cincinnati. 
Um, so we obviously have the drama with Odell Beckham is no longer a Cleveland Brown because um, daddy was posted on Instagram, which is so bizarre. Um, but crazy don't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so both of the meetings these teams had last year, the Browns actually won both games. Um, the Browns do have a lot of injuries. I mean, Baker Mayfield is not 100% with his shoulder. Um, they will not have Jack Conklin at tackle. So they've been shuffling their offensive line around a little bit. Um, so, and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of torn. This is a division game. I could see it kind of going either way. Both teams lost last week. Obviously, the Bengals lost to the Jets. Um, wiped a lot of people out in Survivor. Um, I lost two of my four picks. But on Cincy, I did go back and kind of look at the schedule and who these teams have beaten. So the Browns have beat the Texans, the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos. The Bengals actually beat both the Ravens and the Steelers. So both division games that they played so far, they pulled out the victory. Um, obviously, their win against the Ravens was somewhat of a shocking game. So that kind of leans me towards Cincinnati. I think they're going to show up for this, be in a division game. They've obviously showed up in the last division games. Um, I, I kind of worry, like, the drama with Odell Beckham obviously kind of taking it's almost like a shot at Baker. So I could see maybe Baker coming into this game like he's got something to prove. But at the same time, I don't know if Baker's really that guy. I think he's more like talk like he's got something to prove, but can he actually do it? So I don't know if I'm too worried about that. So my pick is the Bengals. I agree. I love the Bengals here. Um, I had the Bengals last week and got burned by the Jets, but I even said during the podcast, I didn't like the spot for the Bengals because they're playing the Jets in between <clears throat> two division games, which are very important and that they're definitely um, eye marking. I mean, let's be honest, Cincinnati's been the bottom of the division, you know, along with the Browns, but the Browns have uh, come to acclimation to the top of the division a little sooner um, than Cincinnati has. So this is new territory for Cincinnati and they're hungry and they're ready to win these division games like they've already shown, as you mentioned, against Baltimore and Pittsburgh early in this earlier in the season. So I wouldn't let last week's Jets game. We all saw Mike White. I mean, he even looked good coming into I was very, uh, Thursday night before he got injured. Yeah, I was very interested and I was disappointed that we didn't get to see him last night. Yeah, he marched. So, I mean, White marched. The Jets down the field, tied the game 7-7 with the Colts on Thursday night um, prior to his departure, and they looked strong. So, you know, I think a combination of it being a bad spot in the schedule and Mike White um, coming out of nowhere to really shock everybody, he seems like he could be legit. Um, I think Cincinnati had their eye on this game. Unfortunately, they got burned because they were looking ahead last week. Um, I really love this game if it gets bet down below three, which right now it's sitting at two and a half on Friday night. It opened at three down to two and a half. It could pop back up to three, but I love Cincinnati here. One stat to just, just to throw out there, the last 10 matchups, Cincinnati is as bad as they've been over the last couple of years. They've been eight and two in the last 10 against the spread. So 
That's a statistic for you, but I really love Cincinnati in the spot they're coming off of the Jets. I think Cleveland looked like trash last week against Pittsburgh, who's really not that strong. Uh, they only scored 10 points. Nick Chubb got battle, uh, bottled up, and you got to be concerned a little bit because it was his first game back off of injury. So he could continue to get stronger. We'll have to keep an eye on that, but um, those things could also go downhill. There's no... Uh, Kareem Hunt. So if anything happens to Chubb, they are pretty much dead in the water. Um, they do have that uh, little scat back that looked pretty decent. No, but well, they had the guy that came in the other week. Johnson was his name, or I can't remember what his name was. Deontay Johnson, maybe. But um, I think that if it gets down to him and him only, they're going to have much bigger problems, especially with the Odell Beckham, uh, which is probably a little bit of a, rel- a relief for some in the locker room. So that might be a positive for Cleveland. But I look for Cincinnati to roll here. Well, I saw a comment on Facebook or somewhere that like, I don't know, it's from some guy that has like tickets. And he said that he always sees like Baker and Odell on the sideline, like talking and laughing and like, and from Baker's comments, it kind of seemed like he was surprised too. So I don't know. I don't know how the dynamics of all that stuff work in the locker room versus on the field, but I don't know that Odell Beckham being gone hurts the team as a whole. Um, I don't know how much the drama was a distraction this week that they probably didn't need, um, but it is what it is. So, all right, let's move on. Next game. Odell up. is one of those guys in my mind where I'm like, please don't don't be interested in coming to my team. Like, I don't well, want Well, and that's, I guess, He's the thing horrible. is that, I don't know, like you look at Antonio Brown, like he had his issues going back last year, but he fell into line and he's down there in Tampa, you know, just playing football. I don't know that Odell is a guy that you can do that with. Like, I don't know if you can rein him in. All right. And I think you can think you reined him in. And then out of nowhere, his dad's posting something on Instagram. Like, I just think that's yeah, I mean, the way really it's going to be with him. It's hard for me to, like, really hold players accountable for what their parents do on Instagram. Not really looking at that. But if the fact is, is this coming out of left field, Odell's had his problems in the past and um, kind of forced exit out of New York. So now this is two teams and two two kind of weird endings to the relationship. I just, unless you're sitting there with a Tom Brady as your quarterback or a strong, very strong um, veteran leader, even if it's not a quarterback, it's got to be in the locker room that um, could rein him in. I don't know that you can take a chance on signing Odell Beckham and taking the risk that he could blow your team up as well. So we'll see what happens here. Well, I don't know. I guess somebody will sign him. I don't know who, but we'll find out soon enough, I guess. All right. All right. Next game, Las Vegas at the Giants. Open at minus two and a half. It's at minus three in favor of Las Vegas. So we have the Raiders traveling east coming off the bye. Obviously, they've had their own drama this week um, with Henry Ruggs. So this is another team I think that I've kind of given too much credence to what they did last year. And I have to focus more on what they've done this year. And this year they've been pretty consistent and they've been pretty good. They're on top of the division. Um, and I almost think that the rugs drama, I mean, to them, like it's horrible what he did and what happened, but to them, it, this is their friend. Um, so I think they're kind of going to rally um, for him. And I'm inclined to take the Raiders here. I feel the exact opposite. I feel like the Giants are coming off a heartbreaker on Monday night. 
Um, Aren't they used to heartbreakers though? To win Every game. game they play is a heartbreaker. I'm not sold on Las Vegas. Like I know they stomped the Eagles. You know they looked really good doing it, but I think a lot of that was brought on by the Eagles' you know bad call, play calling. So I'm not really sold on Las Vegas altogether. I'm kind of waiting for the shoe to drop and for them to fall on their face. But well, that's what I've been waiting for, but it hasn't happened. I'm thinking it's coming this game. So um, I don't. I kind of, I mean, I don't know. I can't really express how the locker room feels or is reacting to this Ruggs well, situation with the car accident. Yeah, but Derek But Carl's, I know how America is reacting, and it's goddamn ridiculous. Like, this guy's driving 156 miles per hour in Vegas, downtown. Like, what the hell is this kid thinking? He's 23 years old. Um, I don't even want to go into the whole dynamic of it, but I, they have to be some kind of funk there around the team regarding the just the horrible details of what's coming out here. So um, that aside and hard to really, I mean, for you to say, I think they're going to rally around their friend and their buddy. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of well, awkward. Derek like, Carr came out and, and said some stuff. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what he said. Well, I he think, said he uh, saw his locker at the stadium and, you know, got choked up. Like yeah. to them, it's their, it's his friend. Like the guy texted him a couple hours before the accident happened. Exactly. And when you're choked up, you don't necessarily play your best football. That's all I'm saying. So all I'm going to add to this is that I think it's a good spot for the Giants to come off and get a win. Vegas is sitting near top of the West, you know, five and two, I think they are. They don't belong up there. They got to come back down to earth. This could be a loss. Okay. I, I like the Giants. All right. I hate the Giants, and I like the Giants this week. <laughs> okay. Do you want to make it a bet? How much do you like the Giants, Steve? Still, I like the Giants. All right. All right, next I'm game. I'm not going to dodge it like you did all last week. <laughs> um, I'm just sitting here like this the whole well, podcast. I would have lost. Nah, you wouldn't shake it once. I would have lost. All <laughs> yeah, right. You would have. So it was a good no bet on my part. Very good self-control. Um, all right. Next game up is Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans. It opened at minus five and a half in favor of New Orleans. It's at minus six. Um, this is a division game. Last three years, the Saints have pretty much dominated this matchup. They won five to one. Um, we do have Jameis Winston out for the season. It sounds like it, um, they did announce Trevor Simeon will be the starter. I do believe that Taysom Hill will be cleared from concussion protocol, so he will, he will be available, and I'm assuming they'll probably bring him in for some plays. I don't know what to expect from Trevor Simeon. I would almost feel better if it was Taysom Hill. Um, Atlanta will not have Calvin Ridley, um, so I think they're – Offense is really limited to Pitts and uh, Patterson. So I think it's going to be a Saints defensive effort, and I think they win the game. I don't know if I want to go minus six on them because of the Trevor Simeon factor, but generally I think that the Saints defense has dominated these matchups and they're they're not going to be any different this week. I mean, tre technically Trevor Simeon got the win last week against Brady, but... What are your thoughts? I just know these teams usually play each other pretty tough. They're division opponents, uh, longtime rivals, especially when they end up uh, Atlanta ends up down in New Orleans. Um, 
had a lot of through the years three point battles between these guys, and a lot of a lot of times with Matt Ryan being the quarterback, where you don't think Atlanta has a shot, came down and and was victorious in New Orleans. So now you're talking to me about Trevor Simeon and maybe Taysom Hill getting some snaps at quarterback. That doesn't really scare me. I think this is a weird situation where. As bad as like that loss was last week against Carolina, it's just kind of this is the ebb and flow of the season. New Orleans probably, um, I'm not going to say they're going to lose the game. Um, they could with their defense really um, dominate Atlanta. But I think that what's going to happen here is it's going to be a three-point game. Either way, Atlanta covers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would consider teasing the Saints down to make it like a pick. I don't feel much better about that. All right. Next game up is the LA Chargers coming to town to play the Philadelphia Eagles. It opened at minus three in favor of the Chargers. It's down to minus one and a half. And this kind of worries me, the line movement, because I mean, to me, it's an overreaction to the Eagles beating the Detroit Lions last week. And I, I don't know that you can give that that much credit. It's almost like week one where the Eagles beat the Falcons. And so everybody thought, oh, the Eagles are going to be good. And then look what happened. So and the only thing that worries me is that you can run on the Chargers. And all of a sudden last week, the running game was awoken. And, you know, last week you had a lot of things to say about Nick Sirianni and fertilizer Hey, and I guess it the works. Seeds. <laughs> and I, I, you know, quite frankly, I just didn't like the sarcasm in your tone the whole time you were talking about the Eagles coach. Well, I, I stand behind owe, my comments on the Eagles apology. coach. I do not. You know, something uh-uh. about if you're a grown man and you're sitting there talking about flowers from your coach, how can you respect this guy? And they went out and respected him by scoring 44 points and only allowing six. So do you do you think I can get an apology here from no, across all Eagles not. Nation? I stand behind all those comments. Unbelievable. Is that all <laughs> I, you got? I'm going to sit there and act like I'm mad. I like the Chargers. Chargers are going to kick their ass this week. This is a bad spot for the Eagles. They're coming at home where they don't win. They haven't won a game at home, let alone cover the spread. Um, I think that trend continues. Chargers coming off two losses in a row, a tough one last week against the Patriots, and uh, kind of demoralizing loss against the Ravens, 34-6. to So I think the Chargers come back here, get back on the horse. Um, the Eagles have not really fared well against good quarterbacks this season. Here comes another quarterback into the link. I think uh, they also have not performed well against the AFC West they got shellacked by the Raiders by about 30. Um, they lost by, what was it, I think 15 for, to uh, the Chiefs. Um, Denver's coming up on the schedule, but this is the Chargers' time. And I'm not going to call them San Diego this week. They are the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers win big. Take them. Okay. All right. Next game up is the Green Bay Packers at Kansas City. And this was a game that I I liked a lot before the news of Aaron Rodgers came out. Um, So we're going to have Jordan Love at quarterback. I don't know what to expect out of Jordan Love, but we have seen a lot of. Is that a good quarterback name? Jordan Love? Jordan Love. Uh, Just. Um, it's more we, like a running back. We've seen a lot of backups come in and outright win these games. So I don't know. How can you be scared of this Kansas City defense? Like wow, if I'm Jordan Love and I'm fine and I'm getting my what was he drafted in the 2020 draft? So this is only his second year. 
he's getting to start probably sooner than he had thought um, based off of sickness from Aaron. So let's see what happens. I think I'll take anybody playing this defense, getting seven points, especially uh, and even normally I would be scared here going into a hostile environment, a rookie quarterback, basically um, getting his first start. Right. I, I just don't know. Um, how you can be too confident here taking Green Bay, but I'm definitely not confident giving up seven points at home on Kansas City. They've proven that they, uh, I think Green Bay with Jordan Love's a better team than the Giants, right? And the Giants almost beat them on Monday night at home. So I would lend, I would lean towards Green Bay. Um, I would, yeah. I mean, I would probably lean that way, or I just tease Kansas because I think Kansas City will win. But I don't trust seven points, so I would probably do like a money line or tease it down. It's like a three, four point game. So, but I mean, we I don't know what to expect out of Jordan Love at all. So, the um, next game, Arizona, San Francisco is a tough one because you got a lot of a lot of guys that are questionable on the Arizona side. So yeah, we have from what I saw today, Kyler Murray will be a game time decision along with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, these teams played back in week five. Um, the Cardinals won 17 to 10, that that was Trey Lance um, at quarterback. This will be Garoppolo. They are getting George Kittle, your favorite tight end back. Yes. I love George Kittle. Um, and we have Debo Samuel questionable. That's scary. And the uh, Shanahan said something like his calf is worse this week than it was yeah. last week. So he hasn't practiced at all. I don't all. know what that means. That's though. a problem for me because that's the best player on their team. Well, he's really kind of come out this year. Yeah. Well, he's I mean, he was doing it last games. year. He was still pretty good until he got nicked up. Um, he had some big games last year. He's missing his mate, but he's been doing it without the coverage that usually goes to George Kittle. Now they get Kittle back and they're making comments. Shanahan is, hey, Kittle's a tight end. Like tight ends don't really load management. Either you're going and you're playing every snap or you're not. You know, tight ends are tough. And it sounds like you're going to expect a full uh, week of action. They're also getting Jeff Wilson back. And that's another back. big one. So if they oh. don't have Debo, um, that would help. So, I mean, I'm almost inclined to... Kyler Mary wants to play, by the way. It sounds like everything that he's saying is he's going to play, but well, you know, I the worry. coach could trump that. I think last year he played with the shoulder injury and he wasn't as effective. I wonder if these last few games he's been playing through injuries and he hasn't been as effective. I think this is a division game. It will be a defensive battle like it was last time around. Um, so I worry if he's not 100%, DeAndre Hopkins isn't 100%. I mean, he'll probably play two. So I kind of lean San Francisco either way. Now, it did shift from minus three in favor of Arizona to minus two in favor of San Francisco because of that news. I think it will be, I mean, Garoppolo can move the ball down the field a little better, especially if he's got Kittle back and if he's got Debo in there. So I kind of lean San Francisco on this, um, regardless. And if uh, if Ky if it's not Kyler Murray, it's Colt McCoy. I mean, we've seen Colt McCoy over the years a few times. I mean, he's serviceable, but I mean, he's not exactly the unknown commodity that some of these other backups are either. So I think that kind of gives them an advantage at times. So do you have a pick on this? Not really. Okay. All right, next game up. There's another game that I liked a lot before we got the news on Monday. 
that um, the Titans are going to be without Derrick Henry. So it opened at minus four in favor of the Rams. It's up to minus seven in favor of the Rams. So we have no Derrick Henry. It looks like Julio Jones doesn't have an injury designation, but um, since was it like week three, week two or three, he's either been out or he's played and then not finished the game. So I don't know how much we can give credit to that. The even more worrisome part is that AJ Brown popped up on the injury report today with a knee. So that's very worrisome because he, even if he plays the couple games that he played with the injury, he was not very effective. So this is a primetime game. I think these primetime games have a tendency to go against where the money is. Obviously, the money is going to be on the Rams in this spot. The Titans have um, surprised the last few weeks coming up with victories against the Bills and the Chiefs. So I wouldn't completely discredit them. Um, the Rams also kind of have a tendency to take their foot off the gas. I mean, they almost lost the cover on the spread last week with the was it the Texans? They looked like three scores in the fourth quarter, depending on where you, you got that line. Um, it didn't cover. So this one you have to watch. I think if um, AJ Brown and Orhol, you know, basically both those guys have to be in this game for Tennessee to have a shot because you're going to have Jalen Ramsey cover one of them, um, assuming AJ Brown. So you really need them both because without that, I mean, who do they even really have to throw the ball to? I guess Adrian Peterson will be in this game, but I mean, he's 36 years old. I mean, he strikes me as a guy that would probably stay in good shape, but you can't necessarily simulate. Um, he said he's bringing the juice of practice. Yeah, but you can't, you know, you can't simulate that. So he's got to get his feet wet in this he's got one. a lot of years. So I think he knows what he's getting into. It's surprising. I'm just looking at this. He's, they're 91% of the handles on Tennessee. Really? Yeah. On Tennessee? I, I, yeah, I wouldn't expect that. No, that's got to be wrong. Yeah, look. And so it says Carolina, seven and a half. All the way up to seven and a half. Huh. That's interesting. All right, well, that that's... almost makes me want to take the, the Rams. If that's the case, take the Rams all day. Yeah. But I can't, take the Rams. I can't believe that's right. So. Yeah, that's kind of leaning towards, you know, taking the points... Julio's playing. AJ Brown's questionable. If those two guys are playing, then it can be tight. But um, it's kind of a big question mark at running back. Is McNichols going to get the majority of the carries? Are they going to give it to Peterson? Who knows? It's a tough one to pull. Um, I think I wanted to say take Tennessee, but with that 91% of the money being on Tennessee, I think that I didn't think it would be that lopsided. It's really kind of telling you to take the Rams. We'll see. I'll say no pick. All right. I would say watch and see what happens closer to game time. If those both guys play, then I lean Tennessee. But if either one of them is out or questionable, um, then I guess you got to go Rams. But it would have been a whole different game if Henry was there. All right, moving on. Um, final game on the card is Chicago at Pittsburgh. Open at minus five in favor of Pittsburgh. It's at minus six and a half. Um, 
this one, I was kind of set to take the Steelers because I could see the Steelers defense just dominating Justin Fields and kind of holding them to like three points in this game. Um, Pittsburgh does historically have a tendency to play down to lesser competition, which I think they would deem Chicago. So that has me worried. Um, this is a primetime game, um, but you've won three in a row. Yeah, they're four and three, and it's a tight division. Um, so they're definitely in the mix. And this would be like to me, you would view this game as a game that we can get the easy win, add a um, win to the column, and that'll put you, you know, keep you in the mix there. But Pittsburgh, I just don't trust them completely. And then Big Ben did pop up on the injury report today with a, I think it's his right shoulder. So that's not good. Um, so I think Pittsburgh wins. Maybe it could be. It's really going to come down to their defense. If their defense shows up, then I think they can easily win this game. Um, so I would maybe just feel better putting them in a teaser on that one. Yeah, I like Pittsburgh. It's Monday night. I don't like Pittsburgh in general, but I think they keep the train rolling here. This should be an easy win for them. Chicago looked really bad against San Francisco last week, and San Fran really didn't have much. Um, I like Pittsburgh this week. I think you take them. Okay. As long as it stays under a touchdown. Touchdown or under, take Pittsburgh. Goes over a touchdown, don't touch it. All right. So your best bets, Steve. Um, Jeez, I like Houston. I like Denver. I like New England. I like Buffalo. I like. I really like Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati's probably my best play this week. Um, I like the Giants. I think the Giants pulling upset this week. Um, love the Chargers. I'd say Chargers Cincy number one, number two there. Um, they're probably they're the strongest. Okay. I mentioned a lot of other games too, but all right. I'm I like to rattle every game down. New England, <laughs> Buffalo, Vegas Chargers, and then I would put Dallas. Maybe Buffalo, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and a teaser. And then lesser plays would be Bengals, Saints, San Fran, and some question marks on Tennessee there. All right, that'll do it for us for week nine. Remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and we're available anywhere you can get your podcast. Peace out.